guys, it's Kira. Today I have my new show, brand new show called Historic Looks Fashion Hooks, and I am absolutely delighted to be talking to Ella Ringrose. Okay, so we're just going to pop on one of our fabulous requests, San Francisco. This song was very popular during Woodstock. Um, in the 1970s and we're going to be talking about Woodstock in a few moments and how all that came about. So we have San Francisco by Scott McKenzie requested in from Shane Newcomb and, he- and that was Scott McKenzie San Francisco. Ella, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Oh, perfect. Now I can hear you. So Ella joins us from Dublin this evening. Ella, you're a YouTuber. And Ella is great because she talks about all things about mindset. And what's really interesting is with 70s, like fashion and mindset, like like there was this movement of free spirited thinking. We had the Vietnam War ending at that point and Woodstock happened in 1969, just at the peak of just just before the 70s would begin. And like. I suppose up until then there had been so much unrest in the country and there was like such a deep suppression. That's why I'm delighted to have you on today to kind of to talk about like, you know, during I suppose war times and things like that, people were so suppressed in mindsets and how they thought about things. Fashion was another area where people were quite suppressed. Um, you would have seen a lot of kind of straight jackets and very kind of restricted kind of clothing and you would say long outfits and things like that, where in the 70s we saw this new kind of movement come in where people were wearing very kind of free-flowing outfits and just really expressing their style freely and feeling free to move. And th- there was a lot more kind of comfort coming in. And just like in terms of colours, Ella, because I know you're really reversed in kind of... Um, you know, the, the the spectrums of colours. And can you tell us about some of them colours like reds and yellows and the kind of the, the vibration, the thoughts behind those choosing of shades? Yeah, absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head there about the way they're able to express themselves. I think when there's, um, so before there was a, very, a lot of emotional suppression and they, there wasn't a lot of outlets to express yourself. So when it came to fashion, I think it's such a, it was such a like powerful outlet for a lot of people it gave them a lot of peace a lot of comfort a lot of confidence and if you walk around my apartment it's like a a 70s disco in the sense that there is color literally everywhere and i'm so big on color and i think a lot of uh, the eastern you know the eastern medicine the more holistic approach i believe that uh, you know every color kind of holds vibration which um affects our thoughts and it affects our mood and our energies and uh I think the orange was one of the biggest ones in in the 70s and it kind of makes sense because in the 70s it was kind of all these things were legalized and people were really going into all of that sort of creation and all these different areas and the orange is really the kind of the feeling of creation and there was so much creativity and art and music and fashion all those different things and um, I think now the 70s is coming back and I think it's so important that we kind of incorporate more colour into our what we wear on a daily basis because I think the brighter the colours, the better it affects our mood. Um, do you want me to talk a little bit about chakras, is it? Yeah, just kind of, can you do, talk us through a little bit about like the colours, oranges? Like I'm just looking here, like mm. 70s fashion, copper tone, when it came to makeup and things like that, like copper tones, we saw this coming up, we seen these lovely kind of this nude glossy lip, so they either kind of went... 
they seem to have went bold on the eyes or else bold on the lips. So it was kind of a, yeah. the contrast there and the, with spiky lashes and things like that. But again, mm. those colours, oranges and reds, kind of, I suppose, orange creativity, am I right there? Kind of Absolutely, yeah, orange is the, is the creative kind of tone. And then the blue eyeshadow, what kind of what do you think they were kind of trying to get across there with these, these blue tones? Well, it, I think uh, the Twiggy era was in the, six, the late 60s. So I think when we look at the 60s and the 70s, they almost kind of blend a little bit together in the sense of it's just kind of, you know, in the 70s it's more up-leveled. But they're definitely coming out of the, the Twiggy era with the long spiky <laughs> eyelashes, you know, the like eyeliner at the bottom of their eyes and everything like that. But I think it was really a time when there was more, I guess, makeup and things like that on the market. Um, I think it was still difficult to find in an, to an extent, but I think when first makeup came out and that, like, to, to those varieties, uh, it was mainly bright colours. And I think anything people get their their hands on, they just wanted to put it on and express and have fun. And it's a very playful era and a very, just the, the one word I think that comes to it is fun. You know, it's the free-spirited, it's the flower power, <laughs> you know, all those types of energies. And I think that it's such a stunning, such a stunning era. And I think it's, it was really the opposite of the of suppression and it was kind of a time when, you know, equality was coming about and all of these different things and a lot of the like, um, you know, the the family roles that were kind of, most people were like brought up on. It was kind of the breakaway from that where people were exploring into their own sort of ways and I think it was just basically like you know when you have your little kid and you want to put on every dress in the playroom it's kind of like that it's just like going out into the world and just trying all these different things so I think it screams it in their makeup in such a beautiful way as well um yeah absolutely like we have brands here like Yardley and Aziza and Covergirl and like you know we could see like the trends like could crease like can you talk us through because like I'm like not great with makeup but can you talk us about could crease and like how like, what is a cut crease for those listening in that have no idea? That cut crease came in um, in the 1970s, tinted lips. Um, and the believe it or not, the skinny eyebrows, apparently, that's when they started off. I know they were huge in the 90s, but the skinny oh, yeah. eyebrows started off in the 70s. Can you talk us through kind of what is a cut crease for anyone listening that has, like, no Absolutely. idea? <laughs> I love the skinny brow era. I'm definitely <laughs> all for that. Um yeah, no, I used to be a makeup artist and it was one thing so many people came in for. And I think it did begin then, but a cut crease is really about accentuating the size of an eyelid. So almost going up onto uh, right in the middle between your eyebrow and your eyes, drawing another line. So people would use like black eyeliner, white eyeliner, all these different things just to accentuate the eyes and make them so much bigger, almost like a doll eye effect. And um, I think that was kind of the aim they were all going for, like just big eyes just bold bright colorful but it's basically just accentuating your eyelid by creating the shadow to bring it bring up the line much higher to make the the eyelids much bigger and therefore accentuate the eyes and uh, obviously the lashes drawing on the false lashes so what they'd sometimes do is they put you know the liquid eyeliner and then white eyeliner like flicks on the lower lash to create the effect of like these extremely long bottom lashes and uh it just made people look like dolls like you know that doll eye effect super open this and, is exactly um, it and i think because like all the focus on the eyes yeah 
Absolutely. And I was looking at the blue, I suppose. I know you've talked a good bit on your channel about the blue for them back then. Kind of the mindset of that era with the blue is this idea of the, we say, the voice and kind of mm. vocally wanting to speak out. And I suppose at that time, again, we had the Vietnam War and that lasted and spa- spun over 20 years from 1955 to 1975. And like a lot of Americans kind of died in that. So I suppose Woodstock... Um, there was a whole movement there where they just wanted to bring in peace. And it was this idea, I suppose, of, I suppose spirituality would have been a huge um, oh, yeah. thing to them, like, I suppose, kind of this new idea of, um, you know, dreams and freedom. And ex- again, you said earlier about expression. And mm. like we had Michael, so for anyone listening in who's not sure, Michael Lang um, was the, the, the person that set up Woodstock. And he had a place called Coconut Grove. And at that time, that was based in Miami, right? It's a really cool name, isn't it? Coconut Grove. <laughs> but it was it was actually one of the first um, head shops back then. And mm-hmm. it was a, but although it was a hot spot for musicians. So you would have had people like Joni Mitchell that kind of would have crowded there. And it was really an underground counterculture that started to rise up out of that it was a really pivotal spot for interest for all musicians that kind of were trying to bring in this in their lyrics that idea and that expression of freedom because again what you were saying earlier the suppression was so like it was so toxic up until then and so I suppose they just wanted to wipe that out and they just wanted to bring in I suppose they caught they're often nicknamed as indigo and I've heard you um talk about that on your youtube um the indigo crowd and they just wanted to bring in this new this new energy and this new flow of different Mm. ideas that were aligned with peace and like just it was (laughs) anti-war it was bringing in peace and instilling that can you talk about the mindset there um Mm behind, I suppose, like this whole idea of peace and free-flowing? Absolutely. Well, um, you know, I think then was kind of, you know, when all the, I think the whole thing that maybe started the era a little bit as well was psychedelics were a big thing in the 70s, which was the kind of awakening of the expansion of people's consciousness again. And I think that's where it all kind of resulted from is this free-spirited type energy. And what you say about the blue is, um, in Eastern medicine, colors are usually associated with different forms of uh, wow. expression, essentially. So the, the blue is all about the throat, which is your free speech, confidence in your word, um, having the right to be able to stand up in front of a crowd and be confident in your word and in your, you know, what you're passionate about your, and your truth. And that's really the, the color of the indigo and the blue. And so I think it's, it's no coincidence because even if we're not conscious of it, we're usually uh, subconsciously drawn to these colors as they have an effect on those different areas, which is why I was saying about the orange. And orange is uh, all about connected to the creative energy, your creative force, you know, where musicians would channel their energy from to write music and sing songs and write poetry and writers and actors. And all of this would be that very creative energy. So it makes a lot of sense that the main colors were, you know, oranges and yellows. And the yellow would be very in tune with confidence and your self-esteem and uh, just having confidence within the self, right? When you think of the sun, you know, the sunshine, it makes you feel more confident. It makes you feel more joyful and happy. And that would be a representation of it. And, um, you know, with the greens, it's all about love and the heart chakra. So I think they were really tapping into truth then. You know, when I look at this time, I think there was a lot of truth that was coming through, like you said, when they tap into that free spirit because they kind of found you know love love is the answer and they're all very loving and it was very uh, the awakening of love and the heart and um, 
just that era because of course like you said there was so much tragedy beforehand um, of fear and difficulty and all these different things and I think the one thing that heals all that is love so I think it was really just the awakening of that and it was like an explosion of colour and like you said it's how they express themselves I mean the colours and the, the way they dress spoke from themselves you know it's kind of almost like an action speaks louder than words they're really representing this new way of being this new way of living um, and I think that's why yeah it's, it's such a beautiful peaceful era just the free flowing free spirit you know flower power <laughs> you know like the perms and the all that sort of stuff absolutely well, we're going to hear um we're going to hear um london calling the from the clash and again you can kind of see the punk kind of if you think about the lyrics in this and just really tune into the lyrics of this song everyone listening in um i'm with ella ringrose <laughs> and this is the show um historic looks fashion hooks but we're going to play the song london calling the clash and if you just listen to the lyrics of this it's very much so you can talk about how they're just it's it's again it's this idea of the, all the political stuff but they're you're, they're breaking out of that breaking free of this and this is a punk punks a punk <laughs> punk tune um so i'm gonna play it now and then i'll be back with ella i will be talking more about woodstock and the kind of fashion looks that would have been seen there well guys that was the clash london calling um i'm back here with ella and we were just talking there about woodstock and everything that was happening there that guy michael lang he was only 24 years old when he set up woodstock and wow. like the thing <laughs> about that like <laughs> like it's crazy like people flocked from everywhere to that but the only problem there was like a few little problems they kind of came up against like the promoters like they didn't they kind of failed to employ enough kind of people to you know sell ticket like ticket takers and to make sure everyone was they were checking everyone going in and so what actually ended up happening was you know they all kind of like people go and kind of tore down the fences and they just kind of poured in and they they got in for free so what ended up happening was um like I don't think it, it didn't quite uh, cover all of its costs. And I think they were left with about a million. I think I think it was one and a half million of debt afterwards. Well, however, now oh they. Yeah. So it was insane. Um, but it was the largest music festival that had been held ever. And it was also the first to be televised. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was huge. And so like that, like it was really like one of the most important pinnacles um, to set the tone for the 70s because it literally revolutionised mindset. So spirituality would have been a huge thing that came up there and I suppose fashion and and looks and, you know, I know you're like me and you love 70s looks as well and I suppose hippie mm. fashion and I suppose it could, again, the mindset. So it was all like free and flowy, how it influenced like clothes and dresses. Like, had you any kind of favourites, um, favourite kind of outfits from the 70s, Ella? Oh, I mean, I just love flares. I think flares are <laughs> so beautiful. And I think, like you said, with the free-flowing, I think um, then was when kind of, I think the feminist movement just started. I know it, it, it began, it, there was different marches for different equality and things years before, but I think this was when it started taking place to a degree. And I think flowy clothes kind of really show the, when you wear flowy clothes, you feel that more freeful kind of energy. So it makes sense that spirituality was becoming a thing then. But I, I just adore the, the flares on the hair. And uh, I just think overall the expressiveness in whatever they wore, they just rocked it. And they, they just wore everything with confidence. You know, you always hear that quote, it's not what you wear, it's how you wear it. I think Absolutely. Uh, when I look at them, it's, it's everything they wear is fantastic, but it's really the way they wear it. They just rock it with their hair and 
the way they wear their outfits and all the, like, I mean, the bright colors speak for themselves and, you know, these shoulder pads are big things. And also one thing about then was, you know, fast fashion just wasn't a thing back then. You know, if you had a pair of flares, you had the one or two good pairs of flares. It wasn't like you were going to the shop and buying 20 million different types. So they really, I think, cherished clothes and the way they looked because it was a, like, you know, there, there was no fast fashion back then. It was a little bit more difficult to obtain, a, you know, a lot of different types um, from who from the people I've spoken to. Um, but overall, I think they just rocked it. And it was just the carefree movement. I think that's what's so that's what I love about it all, honestly. And uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear what you what you liked about it. I suppose, okay, I suppose, like, you know, they had those kind of hippie, like, free-flowing dresses, I suppose, and, like, the crazy mm. patterns. What I love is the crazy patterns. Like, yeah. they'd, like, <laughs> like they could mix anything together. Like, I know today, like, there is a revival um, of 70s fashion, I suppose, 70s fashion mm. coming in today an awful lot. We see the kind of the bell-bottom <laughs> trousers and, I suppose, like, fashion, like, makeup, I suppose, again, huge, huge, but, like, I suppose like flower crowns this is where I'd be really interested in like in, in when it came into different industries the floral head crowns like that set off trends for weddings like back then they would have all you would have seen like a lot of the 70s like sometimes they would have had like flower crowns a lot they would have had a lot of like bohemian kind of weddings in the sense that like you know they just carry a big bunch of daisies because um, it used to be back in, was in 1940s all those areas you would have seen carnations but we're 70s you kind of start to see all these kind of daisies kind of come in and again bouquets that were kind of like wild and like bunches and dried flowers were huge back then as well in the 70s and that kind of set flower fashion huge and flower dresses would have been a massive thing as well and um, I suppose Holland would have sparked off there a bit with that and like America I suppose as well but um, I suppose the rise of disco as well and you had these kind of peasant yeah. blouses <laughs> I suppose ABBA like ABBA uh, Dancing Queen which we will hear in a few minutes but I suppose like these short skirt um, short skirt actually peaked in that decade and we had like oh, yeah. yeah we had like Jane Birkin and Twiggy like they were inspiring their followers to like wear shorter hems and taller boots which was like like that was huge because I suppose they, they had came out of this war time of wearing everything that was so um, fitted and long and it was very um, I would say closed off and very like not showing where in the 70s and you, you look at documentaries of, of Woodstock like um, how to put it everything was very much so uh, carefree and like mm-hmm. they had no problem like they had their sometimes they had their legs out or like they had lovely kind of sandals and there was this they, they weren't afraid to show their skin kind of a bit I suppose a bit more um and I suppose oh, like huge as well. yeah and their face you know as well mean? their face as yeah, well they're just expressing the body and you know I guess sensuality and things like that that were suppressed for very long and it was very conservative it was just kind of like uh, the polar opposite came about and I think like you said that the whole spirituality arising in that of just the, the freedom to 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 rock and just be themselves and um, it's funny I went to a uh, I was in, living in Canada a year ago or two and I went to the 70s disco yeah. and everyone had to dress up like they're in the 70s so everyone was wearing flares and everyone had their hair and these like the bounciest curls and there was like disco balls and it was all 70s music and it was one of the best nights of my life just dancing away and dance it was just so freeing you know what I mean like they danced so much then and they were so you know into the groove into their body which is such a 
beautiful way to bring expressiveness into the world, but also it, it really releases, releases a lot of endorphins, you know, when you just free dance. And I think that was the year where they just started tapping into more joy and happiness, like I said, because the expression of their, their clothes. <laughs> Absolutely, and kind of, I suppose, these nice, like, uh, like skirts were amazing. I suppose all those kind of the shirts, and even the men kind of would like, uh, I would have put it like they had the, the, the shirt button low, and sometimes they just have it like, you know, yeah. not buttoned at all. And I, believe it, like, I thought it was cool to see that, like, that was the start of even men kind of where lipstick actually came in for men. That wow. fashion, yeah, that was the, when men started wearing lipstick. I suppose you would have seen Queen. Queen were huge for kind of, um, we think, Freddie Mercury, like, style wise like queen yeah incredible like i suppose they kind of brought a brought in the rock we'll talk a bit about that the punk rock in a few minutes but um yeah queen like again the message like in their songs and like you know not afraid to express their mindsets and like men like really like color like because i suppose war times back then like men would have had to like stick to um I suppose their their outfits would have reflected the suppression, but I suppose the the army they had to kind of they were always kind of wearing colours that were kind of in line with that. Where in the seventies, I suppose with all the peace and love, like every colour, I love it like such a rainbow. Under the rainbow, yeah. yeah you see and with them, the, the Queen, like you said, it, I think when you listen to their music, it's so unique, and it was it, it really shows when they they were tapping into more of that freedom and just like you said, peace and love. The type of music that was created was phenomenal. Like, I listened to, the, to Queen's music and just, it's so, I've never heard anything like it. Do you know what I mean? But it was just such a hit. And uh, I think it speaks for itself. Absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose we would have had, like, like music videos. Like, even if mm. we take a look at Queen's, like, for example, Killer Queen, which is one mm. of my favorite, I don't know if you'd favorite <laughs> Queen, but, like, I, I mm. love... Um, Queen, but we'll hear about from Queen in a moment. But I'm actually going to play a song. I had a dream from John Sebastian, and we're going to yeah, we're going to hear some of this, and then we're going to hear another song that would have been performed at Woodstock, and then we're going to have some Queen. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're going to have listen to John Sebastian. I had a dream, and then we'll be back with Ella, and we're going to talk a bit more about the the punk rock era, and I suppose kind of that movement of that as well in the 70s alongside the flowery theme we'll we'll talk about that and that was John Sebastian I had a dream and now we're going to listen to some Fleetwood Mac and you're definitely all going to know this song so guys we're here chatting all about 70s fashion and we were just talking about Woodstock a few moments ago and I suppose kind of like again that flowery that free-flowing spirited and we had some lovely music there that would have been performed as well um at Woodstock it was amazing even to see the guitar and like um I see Jimi Hendrix there as well he would have been at the Woodstock performing and things like that I think he played um Star Spangled Banner was one of the last tracks he would have actually played on stage live and that was just towards like I think it was was the last day and that's when all the crowds start to kind of you know leave and they start to slowly kind of um leave so it was a very kind of an it became more of an intimate kind of um concert towards the end but I suppose that was that era and I suppose you would have seen kind of like again all those materials and then we also alongside of that happening we had the punk rock era Ella um had you any kind of like like is there style even from that you would wear today what from the the 70s era yeah the punk rock was it kind of the punk rock you suppose queen would have kind of been bringing that in as well but 
I'm not sure about that. I don't think I'm that rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> but I do see a lot of people rocking around like town and things wearing uh, wearing it and I just I admire them and their confidence to to be bold and to stand out because when people do dress like that they really do stand out and I think I think it's something I very much respect. It's not something I'd wear too much though. What about you? I find again I I think I'm definitely more of the flowery type. But um, yeah, I, I think, <laughs> but I definitely think the 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 punk rock is cool, and I suppose Queen, like in their music videos and on stage, I suppose Queen was do like just loved the eyeliner and I suppose the lipstick. Queen would have been definitely known for that. But I suppose hair hair trends would have been like I suppose sideburns. You would have seen a lot of the kind of the men kind of sporting. I suppose you had this side parted um <laughs> hairstyles and like again i suppose the girls had of loose curls but then again a volume really was a huge thing wasn't it volume and that even carried into, oh, the, gosh, st- yeah. into the 80s even but volume was huge you would have seen the, the afros the perms kind of start there and i suppose those kind of for the men those kind of shag styles and the buzz cuts and i suppose like again mm-hmm. even even volume for the men but like i suppose like in terms of again the music like um like again there was that real rebellious spirit kind of more so than like the folks type of music um i think the 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 punk rock the punk rockers they were really trying to get that point across that we will not um sit still and we are free and they wanted to shout about it i think that was a big thing wasn't it absolutely i mean the way they look speaks for themselves like the way they dress the way they were wearing for example the makeup and all these things like you know the hair the bigger the better it's like they really were embodying it. They were walking the walk. Um, and like you said, it's interesting. I feel like it's coming back, though. I feel, you know, with the big hair and everything like that, I feel like it's slowly coming back in, in, in today's, especially the younger generation. I noticed so much of them. They have such big curly hair now and everything like that. I was uh, talking to my mom, asking her about the 70s, and she was saying, you know, she used to be addicted to getting perms, <laughs> rocked around with a perm, and it was, you know, it was the trend. It was it, you know? Um, and I think it's it's so fascinating in, in, you know, trends, how they, it's like a wave, you know, and um, I just think it's, it's a, it was a beautiful expression of it all. I think so, and I suppose, like, you would have had bands, like, uh, like the ones that were kind of really shouting about, like, how much they had kind of been suppressed would have been, like, the Sex Pistols in the, the mm. punk rock, I suppose, Anarch- Anarchy in the UK, which we'll hear in a few moments, but then you would have had, like, like, like it was the UK, I think. Like we think, think about countries like Queen, I suppose, came up from the UK. Um, but I think like that the difference between the UK and the USA. I think the USA, um, like I suppose, like that song we had at the beginning, San Francisco. That would have been definitely a hippie kind of an area that would really kind of bring that peace, love, whatever. But I do mm-hmm. think the UK, they wanted to shout about you know how they work so suppressed where the the USA. If you listen to a lot of their styles, where I suppose folk was was mainly very popular there. There was more of the, you know, yes, they everything had happened, but they kind of were in that stage of like acceptance and just wanted to promote now the new movement of like peace and love and light and all that. But you, the contrast of music then that came up from either side of like folk kind of left it all aside and just kind of went, OK, well, this happened, that happened. But here's what, what you should be thinking about now where I think a lot of the punk rock kind of went, well, this happened and we're not going to take it, even though. So it's amazing to see the back and forth and just the mindsets. What, what do you think of those mindsets there? Would you agree or disagree with that kind of? Uh, which one, the American or the English? Well, just that kind of battle between the, the USA kind of want to, like the music coming out from there was kind of quite like, a, 
a lot mm. of the, the folk, we'll say the genres, like the folk kind of were just like wanted to bring in the new talk and the pop, I suppose, about all these new different um, ideas where I suppose the UK wanted to shout about how much they had been suppressed. I see what the you know what, I think bands, they're like punk both, rock bands. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it was just the, the expression. You know, they both yeah. had gone through different things and both of them wanted to express themselves. I think that's what music is. You know, it's art, it's expressing your emotions, your feelings. And both countries were going through very different experiences of life, I guess. And I think each of them are valid in the sense of because... You know, a lot of, you know, you listen to music, it's how people, you know, when musicians, you speak to them, it's it's a healing process for them. It's it's a way of them expressing themselves. And I think it was just like like you said, it's, it's them expressing both their ears and both their experiences. So I, I find it quite beautiful in a sense because they're able to all connect to something and feel something so deeply together. Um, yeah. This is the thing, and what's really interesting, I suppose, dance as well, and kind of the the comparison there. And I, I'm 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 aware that you're into ecstatic dance. Is oh, there any kind cute. of? <laughs> what I, do you know what I'm dying to know is like in that class, like what kind, like is there any 70s music that comes up there, or kind of like with movement? I suppose you would Absolutely. take some of that kind of 70s vibe from that of that kind of allowing yeah. your. Can you explain that to me about ecstatic Absolutely. dance for anyone so, listening? And yeah, so for anyone who's listening, doesn't know it's basically something that I started getting into last year um, I started really getting into Eastern medicine and healing and spirituality and uh, ecstatic dances you don't even need to be spiritual or be into any of this stuff it's just so much fun so it's basically like you know a big hall and you know it's just like disco lights and there's around 30 people you can have really big ones if you go to like different parts of the country like Spain, Ibiza, Bali all these places but it's really just a space for people to move and dance and it's completely sober it's you know there's there's no funny business it's very just like expressing yourself so it's interesting because they would definitely play 70s music a lot of it now there's not words to the songs that's one of the things it's purely just beat and rhythm but um yeah it's it's a way that you completely can let go and let loose and the beautiful thing about ecstatic dance is there is no judgment in the sense of no one is looking at one another there's people stomping and mm. rolling on the floor there's people lying on the floor like feeling the floor and <laughs> people are can scream like i remember times i was just so angry and like releasing that and just it's a beautiful way to express your emotions and it's absolutely transformed my life and I think that's what 70s really was the awakening of because there was so much suppression of emotion and freedom of speech when this era came about that's why they were so into flower power and dancing and you know that move where I don't even know the you know the I don't even know how to explain it the finger going up and down and like your <laughs> hips sway like that disco stew from the Simpsons move it's like that's what it really was the awakening of in a sense it was ecstatic dance it was the healing modalities of dance which is just freeing yourself from the mind and just you know being the music and that's that's the way i think they they healed and that's why they got so into this awakening of spirituality and love and peace and the expansion of their consciousness and it's something that's still floating around ireland there's many places to go to ecstatic dance and it's uh it's just a phenomenal way i've never experienced a more amazing feeling than in a room dancing and it's just so loving everyone's just so kind and this is the thing i was looking into that in the sense of like we'll say what what combines the 70s with that idea is that um a lot of the 70s they were kind of their i suppose their looks were reflected a lot of the times on the kind of um native indian american um Mm. style and their idea of movement 
that's what's interesting, I suppose, about a static dance. I was looking there at the crossover, how um, the 70s took a lot of their inspiration from kind of tribal um, culture with their looks. Even in the 70s, sometimes they'd paint their face and you'd kind of see yeah. things like that. And that crossed over as well into the punk rock. And we're going to hear Quill or Queen now in a minute. And we're going to hear Anarchy uh, from the Sex Pistols. But again, I suppose... It's that idea, again, of uh, movement, isn't it? And just kind of really mm. feeling into things. Absolutely, 100%. It's moving moving any stuck energy out of your body, any emotions that you want to free. Yeah. Absolutely. So here we are, Anarchy in the UK. So that was our Dancing Queen from Ambai Abba. Um, Ella, thank you so much for coming on today and like embracing this 70s fashion that we were talking about and I just find it fascinating again how mindset influenced fashion and how prevalent it is how historically and politically that influences fashion as well Ella if everyone wants to find you on YouTube and your talk your exploration about mindsets and colors and I suppose the holistic uh, free-flowing approach that they would have had in the 70s where can they find you (laughs) absolutely thank you so much for having me on i had so much fun and um for anyone who is interested in you know kind of you know emotions and mindset and how to improve your life overall um you can check me out on youtube my name is ella ring rose um it's just a ring and a rose is my surname so yeah thank you and she's on insta she's on instagram and she also has a tiktok so you can follow her all there because ella is amazing at again the psychology behind colors and how i suppose you know emotions kind of reflect on how um we carry out our our daily lives and i suppose fashion there is definitely an influence absolutely and i suppose we had a few queens that we had a queen song there killer queen that disco era we had abba which again were known for their amazing style with their bright bold colours and their bold statements but again like amazing vocals and lyrics that just showed how much that they wanted to have fun and they just wanted to um, as they loosen up and just express themselves whatever way they wanted to express freely I would like to thank you all for listening into my first show of historic looks and fashion hooks next week I will be joined by another fabulous guest and again we'll be breaking down all the fashion looks from another era to be announced (laughs) so again guys thank you so much for listening in have an amazing day and we're going to finish up with a little bit of Janice Joplin try just a little bit and this was performed at Woodstock as well Ella thank you again have an amazing day and go check out Ella's YouTube Ella Ringrose thank you guys here we are Janice Joplin and try